start recording. Okay. Beartooth presents the Beartooth Podcast. That was pretty good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> I totally forgot how it started again. Um, anyway, uh, after a hiatus, um, which I'm sure um, all of you, once we can fully reveal why we were on a hiatus, um, you guys will be um, understanding, understanding, pleasantly surprised. Um, what other good adjectives do we have? I think just excited. Okay, and yeah. that's it. Um, Anne has Anne's coffee hasn't really set in yet, so um, she seems dull or irritated. <laughs> I'm not dull and irritated. No, um, he was playing that video, the introduction to the Twilight Zone, that like old 1950s. Actually, don't know when it was shot. Probably sitcom. the 40s. Would no, what would you call it? It's not from the 40s. What is it? Google from? it. He kept googling the introduction, and he wanted to sound like the original. Nineteen fifty nine. Told you. Okay, so like sixties. Yeah. Anyway, I did used to watch that growing up. It is. I'll give you some bad nightmares. Anyway, we are here today, Dane and Anna. We have a topic that's going to be brief, but we I think it's very important because I get questions on it all the time. I don't know if Dane does. I think most of the questions actually come from Dane. Probably. <laughs> I'm um, just like a wealth of knowledge and like I just like to ask questions because then it just I don't, continues my ability to learn. I don't think it's that. I think it's when he's trying to pick out protein bars at the grocery store and... Actually, Which ones are better? Or? What this all stemmed from was from a text stream with his mother asking about some low-carb keto, keto bread. bread. So if that doesn't sound like an oxymoron, I don't know what does. Keto bread. Yeah. Low-carb keto bread. So basically, that's where this was uh, inspired. Like, this podcast was inspired by that conversation. And yeah. then I think my exact words to my mother was like, where the fuck do you find this shit? <laughs> it is right there on the shelf, right across the street at Albertsons. I've seen it. It's it is a really Franz Bakery, yeah. Franz, stop this gimmicky bullshit. So yeah, so basically, what we're here to talk today about is net carbs. Um, other terms are effective carbs, impact carbs, maybe what you've heard it by. One hundred percent. This is a marketing tool that food companies, manufacturers have used to better market their foods as low carbohydrate foods. So to get people like my mother to purchase it. Marketing is a powerful tool. Basically what net carbohydrates is is the formal there's no formal definition by the FDA. So it's not you're not gonna see this on the actual food label, but you could see it on the front of packaging. Um, and actually, after looking this up a little bit more, it looks like the FDA is trying to crack down on this. Um, actually, in Canada, they have 
banned food companies and manufacturers from putting low carb so you can't define any food as low carbohydrate um, because there's no formal definition of what that cutoff is is it 10 grams is it 2 grams is it 50 grams whatever it is Um, and they actually can't put net carbs but in the United States we are still manufacturers are still allowed to put that in some form on the front of their packaging it just can't be on the food label so basically what it is is you subtract the fiber or the carbohydrates that your body can't necessarily access the calories from, from the total carbs. So for example, if I have a food, which we have one of Dane's beautiful Quest bars here that I always make fun of, um, it has on the label 21 grams of total carbohydrates and then 14 grams of dietary fiber. So fiber is a nutrient that is very important in the diet, but we don't actually, we can't, our digestive system doesn't break down and utilize um, those calories from fiber. What's really important is our gut bacteria does. So fiber plays a lot of different roles, but in terms of like raising blood sugar or contributing to our calories, they don't necessarily, our digestive system can't break it down. Um, so they take the total carb minus the fiber and then on here they also have three grams of erythritol which is a sugar alcohol so anything adding it ending in tall like sorbitol erythritol xylitol that's considered a sugar alcohol and there's still calories in there but it's a much much sweeter taste than sugar so they can put it in in a smaller quantity and add lots of sweetness to foods so that's also um, a compound that our body can't necessarily break down and access the energy from. Is this making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look a little confused. No. Okay. So if we take that total carbs and then we subtract the fiber and the sugar alcohols, a food like this on the front of the package, it says four grams of net carbs. So basically they're saying you're only getting, your body's only going to digest four grams of carbohydrates after you eat this food. Now this gets kind of sticky, I think, because a lot of foods like Atkin bars or Quest bars, they're going to mark it as low carb, which automatically from the public's view makes you think like, oh, it's a good food. It's going to be low in calories. I should choose that food, right? So in contrast, I have a protein bar here, a Luna protein bar that has 21 grams of carbs. There's no sugar alcohols. It's just regular sugar. It's 180 calories, and that Quest Bar is 200 calories. So that's not a big difference, but at the end of the day, if you're tracking just for like weight loss or overall energy intake, we know calories are king. And just because you're eating lower carbohydrate doesn't mean you're eating lower calories. Does that make sense? So basically, they've used this as a great marketing tool so that they could market during this carb phobia, this low-carbohydrate diet craze, Marketers will always find a way to latch on to whatever the latest trend is and try to market their food for that. Um, But it does get a little sticky when we start thinking about like um, people that are insulin dependent um, or if they just have type 2 diabetes and they're watching their blood sugar. I mean, my first thing that I would always talk to somebody about is that your diet shouldn't be made up of a lot of these highly processed foods that have these claims made on them. Ideally, we want you eating lots of fruits, vegetables, lean meats. Um, But for somebody trying to watch their um, sugar, their blood sugar, their blood glucose, it may not be a terrible idea to find foods that are higher with some of that added fiber. Um, But at the end of the day, they need to be cognizant that it could be a higher calorie food, that just because it's low carb doesn't mean it's low calorie. Does that make sense? 
Mm-hmm. That's basically the gist behind um, net carbs. It's a trash marketing scheme. A trashy, effective yes. marketing scheme. Unfortunately. And I feel like what it does is when you walk into the store and you see foods labeled low carb and maybe for, and this is just like for the general public that doesn't have like that much education surrounding nutrition, it makes you think like, oh, I should be eating low carbohydrates. And so then you end up cutting out foods that are good for you, like whole grains or fruits, vegetables, some of those naturally high foods that have high carbohydrates in them, you cut them out just because that seems to be the atmosphere that, oh no, carbs are bad, Um, which we all know anybody that's worked with me for any length of time understands how we can incorporate carbohydrates into a healthy diet. Yeah, and, and how important they are to performance, not only physical performance, but cognitive performance, and that it is really a detriment to see so many people wrongfully cutting out carbohydrates or avoiding them because they think they are bad. Well, then is it, is it similar to the craze of like zero gram fat, zero gram trans fat? 100%. A decade ago, that was what we were yeah. so worried about was fats. And then, oh, research came out like, oh, no, it's not the fat. It's the carbohydrates. But at the end of the day, if you look at the body of literature, it's calories. Like that's what most of these diets, when they're matched calorie for calorie, it's not the composition of the diet necessarily. It's calories. When we're looking at weight loss, which is what everyone's always concerned about, the main public is concerned with. Yeah, I think, you know, we'll see people that are... They want to build muscle or they um, want to increase performance. That's kind of a different story. And that's why nutrition will never be a one size fits all. Because if we try to blanket statement, carbohydrates are bad. We know certain populations need higher carbs, certain need moderate, some need low. Just 100% depends on your lifestyle. And I feel like diets are just like fashion. They go in and out of trends and they will always be recycled. Like, who knows what we'll be touting in the next decade. Because we no are... No protein. <laughs> no, protein's always oh. got a good... I just yeah. was going by, we had carbs fast and then protein. I thought proteins would have been next. Or they, there is the low protein. Yeah, there is, there is definitely diets that tout benefits for low protein. I think what all of this stems from too, which is what we're going to talk about on our next podcast, I think is just like as humans, as a society, that instant gratification. We're always going to look for a diet that like instantly provides results we're not ever really looking at that longevity which is also really hard when there are studies done in nutrition that sustainability or longevity piece isn't there it's like always short term it's like six months or a year Um, we don't really see those long-term benefits of whatever they're testing what is it like the Six minute abs or like... Yeah, same thing. It's just same thing in the fitness world. It's that instant gratification, nutrition world. I know if I cut out carbohydrates, I'm going to see a lower number on the scale in a week. Well, yeah, because you store carbohydrates in your liver and muscles. Like you're not actually losing fat. Mm, stupid people. No. <laughs> it's just... And it is, I think it's just like as a society, we get easily duped by manufacturers they're gonna cling on to whatever people are identifying with i think that's the biggest key is that like uh, through all of this i think with my time working with you just you know the similarities that we see in the you know fitness world as we do in the nutrition world is that you know um what was this saying like uh 
not everyone deserves an opinion, but everyone deserves an informed opinion or an informed choice. Um, and I think that is the hardest thing with how easily information is placed at our fingertips now that with, you know, cell phones that are always on, right? Like the ability to Google something like then it's the wealth of knowledge that you have to go through or the amount of information, not really knowledge, but the wealth of information that you have to go through to actually find something that is truly credible or truly something that is worth like it's like sensory overload yeah i even know like when i was googling so then, like fda regulations on low carbohydrate foods like tons of websites like keto websites low carb diet keto bible diet bible like all these stuff popped up and that's i'm not going to click on any of those resources for credible information i'll click on them because that's what people are reading and none of those are credible sources, but that's what's going to pop up at the top of your Google search, which is when really I think, sad. Yeah, because there's all you the algorithms that are yeah. that thrown in that we're learning as we kind of redo the keto website here. Is the most googled web or googled diet of 2021? And it's not even June yet. <laughs> yeah, that's the halfway point. That's why I threw that out. There. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I get that. Also, my birthday, but let's not get into that. Um, but yeah, and I think that's the hardest piece is when you look at all of this is that, right, like, like how do you know, like, so for you, right, like the Instagram world of all of these quote unquote dietitians, right, that are out there, or nutritionists that are out there on Instagram, on Facebook that are like, oh, this is what you need to do. This is it, right? Like. I mean, there are people that have pretty, like Dr. Wolf that found the paleo, right? Like, I mean, he's a huge, I mean, obviously a very intelligent guy, puts mm -hmm. out a ton of information, but is it all correct, right? Like, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do these, how does an individual that goes through, because I mean, they might see a doctor you know, in front of someone's name or like, Hey, I have my yeah. PhD or Hey, I have a master's. I don't know what it's in, but right. They say that they have a it PhD. It just leads to a lot of consumer confusion. And I think even with all of the different diets today, no matter what information's out there, it's not that there's, they're bad or wrong or indifferent. It's the fact that they want to blanket statement, all of it. Yes. There are some diets that are in fact harmful. I would say the trend of keto there's appropriate places to use it but for the majority like 99% of the population should not even be messing around with it and I think I mean that goes in the fitness world right like I mean there was a saying I'm trying to remember who said it but um, essentially what was said was that how do you tell if someone's a good strength and conditioning coach or, or just a coach I guess in general is not the blanket statement right like the phrase, it depends, should be pretty readily used in their vocabulary. Like, hey, can I get abs? Which sometimes depends, sounds like a right? cop-out, right? Like when somebody asks you that question, I hate saying that with nutrition because I do feel like it's like, it can sound like a cop-out. But it want, as long as you follow it up with like, hey, it depends and this is why because xyz factors or whatever it is like i think when you it is easy especially in nutrition i just remember this and i think it's frustrating as like a newer <laughs> i don't know just fell out of the room. i just spit 
when I was first um, starting out and you like hear these people get nutrition, like you're not really sure how to approach somebody about misinformation on nutrition because they're very emotional about it. Um, and when they, when you like, you're not really sure how to like talk them off that ledge. So you'd be like, well, it just depends. Like, I feel like that's a cop out. Now, once you have like more background knowledge on what it is, you can explain to them why. Right? Yeah. Like if somebody came up to you and asked for abs, you'd be like, it depends, and this is why. Like you would explain, elaborate on that. Yeah, like it would. Ha- I mean, there's yeah, there's too many factors that go into something to 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 throw out a blanket statement of like, like. You know, I do twenty strict toes bar every day, and I got abs. Yeah, like but. no, you can't. Like that's not a one size fit all. Like there's obviously like yeah factors that go into. Not saying that that couldn't ability. have worked for one person. Right, but. but like for me to say like, hey, here's your six minute workout that I want you to do daily and you're going to get abs like no like yes maybe I don't know no I like yeah. it, you know it depends and I think that's the hardest piece is that like too many too often I think there's strength and conditioning coaches or coaches that use the like you know they, they view nutrition they view fitness right it's literally just a pendulum right like you talked about like you know, 10 years ago, it was fat, right? And then now it's not fat. So it swings over to something that's completely opposite of fat. And now it's, you know, no carbs, right? And then to get off that, the pendulum has to swing all the way back to another piece of like, and then it's going to choose this, right? Fitness, we see the same thing in fitness. When reality is, is that somewhere at the bottom is where most of it actually the truth happens. And that's, I think, the hardest piece because people tie on Extreme. extremes to get the pendulum to swing and it's everyone gets caught on that swing of like hey actually it's keto right i did keto i don't eat for five hours and i throw my body well, now you're into, throwing intermittent fasting yeah in there. well there's too and much shit to we'll talk about intermittent fasting last time which i had a, a member ask a really good question this morning. um but i think that's the hardest piece right like you go into that and then yes, that might work for somebody to blanket statement and then be like, Oh, if you, like I think Terry Cruz was like the you know, black guy that does the peck popping and you know stuff. Right? Like ex NFL player jacked, he's used to be in all the old spice commercials, right? Like I think he does intermittent fasting. And it was like once he got out and was like, Oh, I do intermittent fasting, where it's like, if you want to look like Terry Cruz, intermittent fasting is the way to go. And you're like, Holy shit, like I just want people to show up to the gym three times a week. Like <laughs> Terry Crews works out like four hours every day. Like, His entire life. Yeah. Like he's an ex NFL player, like genetics, everything that goes into that. Like, or the rock people are like, I want to look like the rock. I'm like, do you realize the rock looks, works out for a living? He has enough money where he has a chef that lives with him that makes all of his meals eats, has a whole recovery system. Like, I mean, that's what the production goes into. Um, you know, people, what, who's the guy that plays Thor? Like he talked about like to get the size on the place Thor in the Marvel movies. Well, Chris it's Hemsworth. It's their job. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I had a literally, they bought me a personal trainer that lived with me for a year going up. Like so this guy literally worked out for 365 days, had all his meals, everything was planned. His whole thing was geared around to him playing the character Thor. <laughs> but people don't see that. They're just like, oh, this was... Look, before Thor, but after Thor on the beaches of Australia or whatever. And you're like, holy you're shit. You're segueing into our next podcast. Oh, yeah. Which we, is so great. We're going to lead into that next. 
Um, so yeah, basically extremes in fitness nutrition is basically what we're telling you. Be cognizant of marketing scams by food manufacturers. And yeah, if you guys have any other topics that you're like, I saw this at the store, really confused on it. Um, any diets, I think we'll probably throw intermittent fasting in there because I get a lot of questions about that from members. And or fasted cardio, that used to be big. We can talk about all of that. There's data for all that. So we'll, uh, we'll be back with another episode. Peace, love, and happiness to you all. Shalom.